Hey everybody, welcome to a special edition of the Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Rams, we're here at Charlotte FC and Crown Legacy headquarters. It's the new training facility. We were invited here to check out the property and have a conversation with the president of Crown Legacy, Darius Barnes. Stick around. You're going to hear a great interview. We get into the success of the club in its first season, making the playoffs. I ask about a big topic on the show that we've discussed a lot, which is first-team players getting minutes on a Saturday night and playing for Crown Legacy on a Sunday. What's the thinking behind that? Darius fills us in. And of course, we're going to tell great stories, specifically one about Patrick Ajamong, Jose Tavares, the Crown Legacy manager, his impact on bringing Big Pat to the QC. Hope you enjoy the interview. And remember, MLS Match Week is finally back. We're going to be here throughout the week with another episode previewing Saturday night's match against LAFC. Enjoy the episode. Aries Barnes, Crown Legacy President, has a nice ring to it. It's always nice to be the president of anything, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, and welcome to the Charlotte Soccer Show. Uh, be, thanks for being the first uh, CLTFC affiliated member. We've had a lot of people from Independence come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, uh, glad to uh, visit the Crown side of things. And uh, you know, you are the president of, of uh, MLS Next Pro's Crown Legacy. But you grew up here in North Carolina, and you call yourself a country boy. So how, how does a country boy uh, now have the corner office? Well, let me just level set. First off, appreciate you guys having me, and I, I don't feel very presidential, so I don't, we'll keep that. <laughs> yeah. We'll keep this super casual. Um, yeah, I, I am a country boy. I, I grew up in grew up in Raleigh. Um, you know, for me, this is you know coming back and being able to work with Charlotte FC's kind of a, it's a dream for me. Um, you know, growing up, never thought there'd be an MLS professional team um, in, in the Carolinas. But just seeing the growth of the of the game, the growth of the league, um, the growth of the market in um, in this region, um, you know, fast forward and, and here we are. So for me, this is this is a passion project for me just to be able to be involved with with Stroud FC and, and Crown Legacy FC, um, and you know, just just have a strong passion for the game. You know, strong passion for the game. Growing up playing. You know, never thought I would, would reach the heights that, that I did, uh, kind of coming from where I came from. So um, just re- really grateful for, for every moment I get to, to be able to, you know, impact the game and grow the game in uh, the great state of or the great region of the Carolinas. Yeah, no yeah doubt. totally. Dan, I mean, I, we, we are, are on the show. We talk about Charlotte being a soccer city. Mm-hmm. But lately I've been trying to change that to it's a soccer state then I was like well wait South Carolina it's a soccer region I mean yeah. this, this region is, is blowing up yep. the, the amount of soccer that's being played across the region the the availability out there new teams launching all over the place it's it's been awesome and, I, and Danny I do need a scene set though right because we, you know we we introduced Darius as the president we're talking about being in his corner office we're literally in his office right now <laughs> doing this interview, okay so this it, we're at the news I can get comfortable <laughs> you, yeah, hey, awesome. Danny, I, I can, kick your feet up please <laughs> kick your feet up and you know, we're, we're in the new uh, Charlotte FC headquarters as well, which yeah. is cool. Uh, fresh open the facility. this week, the facility here, the practice fields. This place is amazing. You know, we've got a, we got a quick little mm-hmm. tour before we got to, to chat with you in this office mm-hmm. and just, just want to just, what is the vibe like, right? Because this is a project that's been going on for, for a couple of years now. And this, the idea that, okay, we're going to have a headquarters. We're going to open. We're going to get everybody together in the same space. That's finally happened. Yeah. What's it feel like? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's game-changing, to be honest, to be able to open, open Atrium Health Performance Park, um, be able to have our entire club under one roof um, is massive. You know, it's something that's been a long time coming. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's any secret. We felt like this is probably something that should have been in place, you know, probably earlier on. But some things you, you, you want to get things right. You don't want to rush things. And, totally. you know, obviously there's been, been changes and pivots here and there. But I think we're right where we where, where we need to be and where we want to be, you know, just to be able to kind of find something that, you know, our our academy, um, Crown Legacy FC, our first team, our business staff can can call home. Um, and the first first couple of weeks have been fantastic. It, it feels like home. You know, everyone's kind of settled in, and you know, feels comfortable. There's a there's a great vibe. You know, and you know, I, I think people really appreciate it. You know, you want to come to a place of work where you know you have all the resources to, to get your job done. And I think our uh, our employees and, and I think the team uh, they feel like they have that. And you know, this is going to be be a new beginning. You know, hopefully this is kind of a, a launching pad to to greater things to come for Charlotte FC. And you know, to get this one across the finish line, um, it's just fantastic. So uh, it's it, it's going to be you know hopefully big things in the future for the club um, and Atrium Health Performance Park. Well, from my point of view, what I'll say is like when the first team launches, Charlotte FC launches, and Crown Legacy hasn't played a game yet. Crown Legacy comes a year later. That launch happens. The connective tissue it just doesn't feel like everybody's on the same page because yeah. you're on different timelines. Sure. Then all of a sudden this place opens and you've got the academy here, everybody's here, and then finally for me as a supporter, as someone who follows the club as well, it it, it feels like this is an organization now, right? Yeah. It feels like everybody's on the same page, right. and it allows me, I think personally, it was, it was hard for me to buy into Crown Legacy to start just because you know I wasn't familiar with MLS Next Pro, mm -hmm. I didn't know how the development was going to work with players on. On that squad and then to see some of these players be called up for to the first team to have success to get minutes here with with crown legacy when they weren't maybe getting the minutes that they wanted at the first team i feel like this organization is finally uh pulling all in the same direction at the same time not just internally even if it's felt that way but mm -hmm. i think you're finally seeing that externally as well which is really cool for supporters of the club yeah i mean for us it's all about collaboration right collaboration and alignment you know i think you know, in the you know, kind of in the in, in its infancy stages, and we're we're still a baby club, still still growing. Um, but you know, earlier on, there, there were some tough times. Obviously, you know, launching a club during during COVID and not being able to have, you know, certain infrastructures in place to you know collaborate. You know, but now that we have you know this fantastic facility, you know, I can go right down the hall and talk to Joe. I can go right down the hall and talk to to Zorn. I can go right down the hall and talk to. Uh, Jose or Chris Latanzi, like every everyone's in one in one building, so it just makes that collaboration a bit easier. As you know, previously, you know, you had Crown Legacy, you know, at, at Sportsplex and at the stadium a bit, and first team at the stadium a bit, and you know, training here at Macau Pine. So it was a little herky jerky for you know for a little bit, but you know now there's there's no excuses. We're we're all here. We're all able to collaborate and um, kind of sing from the same song sheet. And you know we deal with the the highs and the lows all together. You know there's no running from it. There's no hiding hiding from it. Um, and I think that's when some of the best things are produced is when you know you, you're forced to collaborate. You're forced to be in the same room with one another. Um, and thinking of ideas and solutions and, and bringing things to the table. So um, we're, we're excited. We're excited about the trajectory of where this, where this club is going and the potential that this club has to you know, be one of the best clubs 
and uh, MLS and MLS Next Pro. You, you mentioned singing from the same song sheet. For what it's worth, <laughs> yeah. Danny's got a great voice. Okay, he All sings right. on the show. Uh, I sing on the show he, a lot. He does. Yeah, he does. I've been yeah. known to. I mean, it needs to come in the flow. I can't do things on demand. Like, you know, but, uh, I like improv. Uh, yeah, but I, I you know, I, I, you mentioned, you know, walking down the hall of the offices. I'm looking down that hallway right now as we talk, and I see those offices. It's really cool. Um, as opposed to all the offices being over town, I got a lot of questions about Crown Legacy. We'll get to those momentarily. I, first, I want to get to know you a little bit more uh, in terms of some of the things I researched on you and get some of your reaction, maybe leasing you up a little bit. <laughs> Eight-year MLS career. What was it like going from being a self-described country boy uh, out of the Raleigh area mm-hmm. to Boston, New England? What, what's that uh, adjustment? Wow. Uh, bitterly cold. Is, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was yeah, a culture yeah. shock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was one of those things when I like growing up. I'd spend my entire life, you know, in the Carolinas, you know, mm-hmm. and then went to school at Duke. Uh, I was there till you know I was you know 21, 22, um, and I'd always told myself like, all right, it's time to time to get away. Like I, I want to get away, yeah. and you know, the game afforded me so many opportunities to to travel abroad and you know play all over the country, which is fantastic. But I never really spent time away from mm-hmm. from the Carolinas for you know for a permanent uh, period of time, and so. Getting drafted to New England gave me, afforded me that opportunity, um, and it's one of those things like, you know, be careful what you ask for. Like I wanted to get away, and now I was completely <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah. But it's one of the most, one of the most amazing experiences. You know, I, I fell in love with with Boston, fell in love with, um, you know, New England area, um, and it was good for me from a from a growth standpoint. Yeah, I moved, I moved from Austin, Texas, to uh, Bristol, Connecticut, to work for ESPN, <laughs> and. Uh, it was a it was a really rough transition. It took me a long time to realize you got to bloom where you're planted. You just got to make the That's most exactly. of it and fall in love. Uh, you now I looked this up. Uh, you had you achieved a lot of things in the sport. You played MLS Cup final. You had a lot of great success with New England. Bronze sixty four FIFA card with a sixty two pace. Did they do you dirty? <laughs> I, I, I think so. I think so. I think so. I don't know. The 62 is debatable, but, you know, the, the pace, that's one of the things that I could pride myself on is my pace. Yeah, so. they, they never give any love to the MLS and FIFA, unfortunately. And then the other thing I just want to know is you uh, recently started an MBA program at UNC, but you went to Duke undergrad. What's what's that, uh, yeah. you know, cognitive dissonance there with, with the Tar Heel and, and yeah, been, level blood. I've been getting a lot of slack on that. Yeah. But, you know, for me, it's, you know, it's important to continue to, you know, sharpen the tools in the toolkit and continue to... To learn and level up, and you know, I think this is a you know fantastic opportunity for for myself to, to help continue to impact our organization, and you know, for me to personally develop as well. Um, you know, it's something I wanted to do when I when I retired, and kind of put it on the back burner a bit, and then you know, fast forward a couple of years, yeah. had an opportunity to to get it, and you know. I can put bygones aside, let bygones be bygones, but UNC is a, a great school. I won't speak on athletics, but from an academic standpoint, yeah, UNC is exactly. a great school. So. They got a great, bu- got a great business school. <laughs> exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. So I'll give kudos where kudos are due. No doubt. Well, uh, the, congratulations on like continuing to better yourself. You came up through the MLS business office after your playing career and rose through to Charlotte FC and now Crown Legacy. Uh, you got to feel good about the playoffs, right? Clinch the playoffs. Six, Let's go. Six games That's left that. in the season, regular season. Uh, I was there on the clincher. Uh, it was hot. It yeah. was brutally hot. It was it was a day where people should not have been playing soccer. <laughs> I saw I saw kid uh, youth games going on on the yeah. other fields and sportsbooks. I was like, these parents need to take their kids home. This is crazy. But uh, it was real hot. But it, it it was the extra heat was coming from the pitch because the boys played good. Uh, how good does it feel to get that playoff clinching win against Huntsville? Who 
despite all the dominance this year, Huntsville's been a little of a bugaboo for Crown Legacy this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we obviously we saved the the drama for late, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, to, to the to the very end with uh, Yuri Tavares's goal. But man, everybody in the stands was like. Please go. We cannot take penalties. <laughs> yeah. We cannot stand here for a penalty shoot. It's yeah. too hot. I know. I mean, so Yuri, Yuri made a lot of. If he didn't have fans already, he made yeah. some brand new, like super fans. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Exactly. No, it, I mean it was, it was fantastic to be able to, um, you know, clinch playoffs in that fashion in our inaugural season. You know, that's something we want to. We want to create a winning club. We want to create a winning culture, and that's something that you know Jose preaches day in and day out with with the boys. Is you know, from from day one, he came in and wanted to you know lay a foundation, a winning foundation. And everyone talks about can you win and develop players at the same time. And I'm a huge believer that you that you can do that. Mm-hmm. I think winning is part of the development. You have to have to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. You know, winning isn't something that's just that just comes. You have to really put in the effort and put in the work to to learn what it's like to be a consistent winner. And you know, he's he's done that from day one. And um, I think we're starting to see some of the fruits of that and laying that foundation and that groundwork. I think I think that's definitely true. That you have to you uh, winning becomes a habit. I think anyone in sports will tell yeah. you that. Yeah, um, and the culture thing though, like seriously, we we we've talked about that a lot. And the idea is you only launch once, right? You only get a, a, one chance to make that first impression. Right. And when you're a new organization, whether you're a sporting organization, whether you're a business, whether you're a restaurant, it's like you're going to have that moment where people are going to consume your product for the first time and they're going to say, this is something that that I can enjoy. This is something I want to come back to. So it just feels like, and, and have you felt this personally, like the idea that there's stress involved with the, hey, we're new. This is our first season. We want to be successful. Therefore, we're looking at this in a way this season that maybe 10, 10, 12, 20 years down the line, you look back to 2022, 2023, and you say that's where the foundation was built. That's it. That's it. You need a, you need a sturdy foundation with anything you build. Yeah. And we wanted to start off as strong as we possibly could. We knew it was going to be obviously an uphill challenge with, you know, a new league and, you know, people not really understanding what, I mean, you mentioned yourself, you didn't really know too much about MLS Next Pro um, and really where Crown Legacy FC fit into um, the player pathway for Charlotte FC. And totally. so... You know, I think a big piece of that for us was creating a new identity, creating a, a, our own brand. You know, we wanted to do things different, differently and, and go off the beaten path a little bit. And, you know, I, I keep saying this, not be a Charlotte FC2 like, like some of the other clubs. And, you know, for them, that may, that may work, you know, just to have that brand recognition. But for me, it was important. And for this club, it was important to have uh, Crown Legacy FC have its own identity and have its own brand that, that laddered up where it was easily recognizable and you could easily make that association with Charlotte FC, but you know when you're you're playing for a badge and you're playing for something, and you know that that gives you that amb- ambition to reach new heights as well. You want to you know you want to wear that first team crest one day, and so um, a big piece of the Crown Legacy FC's logo is is the the different crown right and the building blocks it takes to get that that forms uh, to get to the first team, um, and so I think that was the kind of the foundational piece for us is having a unique identity for for the club to. Um, for for Crown Legacy FC to, to call its own, um, and for then from then it was just about building. It was about building, building the legacy, if you will, going out and finding, you know, a Jose Tavares and bringing him in and making sure, you know, we had um, a coach that could develop the players, you know, in the way that we wanted them to uh, to progress to the first team. Um, and I don't I don't think we could have you know hired a better coach for our inaugural season to. Uh, to, to coach these boys, he's just been fantastic in the way he he man manages, um, the way he develops the players and knows how to push the right buttons and pull the right strings at the right time. Um, he's just been fantastic, and 
you know, we're really bullish about the potential of what we can achieve, you know, for years to come with him at the helm. So that, that started from the very beginning, you know, seven and one start uh, to the franchise. I believe if I looked it up right, didn't lose a game to anyone other than Huntsville FC for the first two and a half months of the, of the <laughs> franchise existence. So that's got to feel pretty good. And then finally has have gotten over the hump to beat Huntsville to clinch the playoffs. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I was there at the inaugural match. I think it's pretty cool. You got a, a hanging here in the office, yep. a, uh, a wraparound. Beautiful work by the good folks at Shutterfly to create this uh, artwork of the first initial 11 that ever played for Crown yeah. Legacy. Yeah. And I look up there, and I was at this match, and I saw, and you see Ben Bender, Chris Hagar, uh, you know, in the lineup, and you're thinking, man, you know, they, and, and Sobo, and they brought this first team guys down to, you know, so the kids wouldn't look bad in the inaugural. But no, it was Brandon Cambridge scoring the first ever goal for the club. It was Nick Scardina with the last minute equalizer to send mm-hmm. the thing into a penalty shootout. So it was did. Andrew Privet holding it yeah, down on it the back line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Privet's up there. Uh, That's Jack, my guy. That's Jack, my guy. By yeah, the way. John's a Penn Stater, so he loves oh, okay. Privet. Yeah, 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 exactly. I love it. I love so it. I imagine Jack Neely's debut with the first team is sometime uh, coming in the next, uh, you know, six to twelve months, if not sooner. So like, it's really cool, like that we now have this pathway because we didn't have that in the first year of the club. In the mm-hmm. first year of the club, if you're a huge Charlotte Sea fan, you're like. Man, where's our where's our lifeblood coming from? You know, like where's where's the where's the where's the guys coming up? And we didn't have that, so now we do. And I know, so like John and I on the show, we've dealt throughout the seasons. We talked. He mentioned it. You know, like he's a little bit of a harder sell to get into to the next pro thing because he's so focused. But when you see this sort of connection start to develop, and like I saw, like Patrick didn't score in that game, but I saw glimpses. And I remember walking away from that inaugural game. And I thought. Hey, great! They got the late equalizer. Scardina looked pretty good on the wing. It was fun to see Bender and the boys play. I was like, "But this Ajiman kid, man, he showed some flashes. Yeah. He didn't score. He he blew a big chance. I think, in fact, uh, that was created by uh, uh, Burchinos, if I remember correctly. But um, yeah, he like now we see Ajiman, who's just like now everybody wants Ajiman starting for the first team a few months later. You know, <laughs> so it's like I've been feeling blessed to like witness that progression just as an outside fan. What is it like on the inside seeing that journey happen in real time? And then what do we got to do to get Johnny out to a crown legacy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think, I think you hit the, the nail on the head. I mean, just, you know, I think something that we try to, to preach and, you know, promote from the beginning with Crown Legacy FC is this, this is going to be an opportunity to see, you know, first team players and stars before they, before they become stars, right? And, you know, some players, being able to track a player's development, I don't think there's anything like it. Um, being able to see them, you know, develop their touch, to be- develop their weak foot, um, see a player like Patrick Ajiman who was creating chances and getting chances in front of goal. I don't think he scored his first four Crown Legacy FC mm-hmm. matches and then went on a tear and scored uh, three braces in, in three mm-hmm. matches, right? And so when you see that development, you know, you, f- you feel attached to that. You feel a, a sense of attachment to that to that player. and. Crown Lake CFC matches are super accessible. You're able to be right there up close and, and see these players as they mature. Um, and I think, you know, being able to see that with a player like Patrick, with a player like Brandon, with a player like Andrew Privet, who uh, was instrumental in uh, our first team's League Cup run, you know, I think that's special. You know, that, that that's what that's what MLS Next Pro is all about. That's what uh, Crown Legacy FC is all about. Um, and we're, we're going to continue to provide those opportunities for players. You know, as if you're producing, 
Um, you know, we have eyes on these players, you know, all the time, you know, on yeah. training sessions. There's all different tech that we have that, that tracks movements and tracks trainings. Um, and then coaches are watching all the time. Um, these players know that. And so they're going to get their opportunity if they, they come um, and they take advantage and they, they produce. And so um, I think that's been the unique thing this year, just about seeing, you know, some of these players develop and get their opportunity. Um, with the first team and, and really take that opportunity. I mean, that's all you can do is when you're given an opportunity, take it by the horns. And um, some of the players have been able to, to really do that. And there's no doubt that there's going to be more in line and more to come. Yeah, we've only got a couple minutes left. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much for, for having us today. Um, it, it's It's been great learning about Crown Legacy. I'm definitely going to go to a match for Wentzworth. You don't have to convince me <laughs> at all. Um, you, you don't. I think like this, you, you pointed to it, just kind of seeing how these players have been able to develop, to been able to enrich their careers. And I agree with you 100%. Like you can, you could see a star footballer and be wowed by that, but then you can see a young player develop over time, and there's just kind of a different feeling in regards to that, especially when they're one of our own, yeah. right? A player yeah. who start their, started their career here and He's goes on. one of our own. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So the listeners of our show, we call them the TIFOs, the tremendous friends of the show. And I think they would give me some serious uh, shtick if I didn't ask this question, yeah. which was, like, I, this is the first time since I've covered soccer that I've seen a player play for a first team on a Saturday night and then play for the MLS next pro squad the next afternoon. At first I was like, what the heck's going on here? Like is that and could you take me through that thought process and and how those discussions work and what it's like for the players? Are they asking to to get those minutes on that next day after 10 minutes for the first team? I think it just kind of goes back to our kind of our club approach, right? And you know, we, we work with our performance and our medical team, so obviously we're never going to put, put players at risk in terms of, of being injured. But, you know, there's certain thresholds, right? And we know, you know, players get better by playing in matches. Totally. Players get, like, that's 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 the juice of it. That's the recipe. And so and fitness, too. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And so there, there, there's times where if a player doesn't reach a certain minute threshold and, you know, we need them to get reps, you know, that's that this is an opportunity. This is the benefit of having MLS Next Pro and Crown Legacy FC. And, Obviously, sometimes there's scheduling concerns and scheduling constraints that may restrict that um, a little bit. But if there's opportunities to, you know, get specific players uh, more minutes, because like I said, they they need reps, and you've seen that you've seen that in a player like Brandon Cambridge and you know Patrick Ajiman and a player like you know Chris Hagar, right? Who yep. um, maybe maybe not getting the minutes that they want or, or need on the first team. Um, but being able to get those minutes for Cal CFC to stay sharp and so they're prepared for their next opportunity. Um, whereas maybe if they didn't get those minutes at that, those chances, they wouldn't have been as sharp and maybe not have taken those chances. So it's all an approach and all you know part of the the alignment and you know we we communicate you know up and down the line between you know myself and Joe and Bobby and Zorn and Christian and Jose, you know all across the board. Um, to make sure that you know, we want to make sure we're putting the players in good positions to succeed. We're not never going to put a player in a position where, you know, they're going to fail, um, you know, purposefully. But we want to make sure we're putting them in positions and and, and as part of their growth path and their growth trajectory. I, I think it's progressive man management. That's why I like raise my hand and call it out. It's like I've never seen this before. And sometimes I think things that you've never seen before or they're not they're not used to. You are at first fearful of or scared of. Or you don't understand. And and that's why having this conversation was so important for me just to try to understand that and I think ultimately 
the proof is in the pudding here. It's worked, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it might have been uh, different to start, but there's there's no doubt it's worked. I've got one more question, uh, and I want to I want to get some shout outs after. Yeah, you okay, good. One, one more question. It's about Patrick Ajamong. You know, I, I just want to talk about. Uh, Jose's decision to bring him on board. I, I heard that he had a, a massive voice in seeing this player, scouting this player, and saying that he wanted to make this oh, player fly. Yes, yeah. right? So that communication with the manager obviously is so important. But can you just give us, you know, tell us uh, truthfully how it went down? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, I think it shows Jose's experience, right? Um, Jose. Got to Charlotte probably a little over a year ago. I think he came around July, August of 2022, maybe a little before that, 2022. But when when he got here, you know, he, he was fully immersed, fully immersed in our culture. We had a we had a, a pilot program that that we operated last year. Where we had you know some of our academy boys that were aging out, you know, play a friendly season. So we got a chance to to get immersed in the in the club culture. You know, really learn about some of our academy processes and, and players. Um, but the big thing about it, you know. Come you know last last winter, uh, he went to his first uh, college combine, um, and so he, he he really got immersed in, in learning what the the, the college soccer the culture is like. Having a, a next pro coach, even if you don't have a next pro team, like <laughs> Ex- while we were waiting for the team to show up, at least we had the coach working. That's yeah, good exactly, yeah. exactly. So um, he went down to the to the college showcase, um, took in the the final four. Um, but he got a chance to see some of these players, you know, up close and personal. And, and Patrick was one that stood out to him. Just, you know, obviously Patrick's physique and build, but obviously his, his explosive speed. And, you know, this was a player that Jose thought he could work with. You know, this is a player that, you know, Jose literally said before drafting, this is a player he can make fly. Um, you know, he'll give him wings and make him fly and help him fly. Not make him fly, but help him fly. And so Jose was incremental um, in, in that decision process to, to move up to, to draft Patrick. Uh, I think it was with the 12th pick um, of the draft. Um, and so, you know, that, that's just the feel that Jose has of the game, a feel for players and a feel to see a, a player profile right and say, you know, with some time, um, I see something in that player that can produce and be, um, you know, be an asset for Charlotte FC. And so by no means have you seen the finished product pro, uh, the finished product of, of Patrick Ajiman. There's there's tons left. There's tons of meat left on the bone. Uh, but we're we're excited about you know the prospect and his potential. I mean what he can do from this club and you know just for for him, Patrick's just a fantastic human being first and foremost. You know this is yep. you know we, we preach about and I think we have amazing people in this club um, and he fits that mold to a T. He's he's eager. He's he's humble. He's hungry. He puts in the work. Um, and I don't think you reach your goals or achieve the heights you want to achieve without putting in the work. And, you know, he's, he's on the track to do that. We saw Jose walking around the building before we came in to do this interview. And uh, afterwards, maybe we can go find him again. Because what we want to do is we want to put Danny Brams in front of him. Yeah. And we want to ask, <laughs> can you make this guy fly? You <laughs> <laughs> can put wings on there. Give me some wings. He's ready. Help me. You might have to make me fly. Yeah. I don't know if helping's going to do enough, unfortunately, <laughs> on that one. But uh, I love it. Yeah, I, I, in hindsight, now we can all say, how the hell was a guy like Patrick Ajimong, you know, slumming down in, in Ro- University of Rhode Island and not in the you know U.S. Men's Development Program? We'll never know. 
but uh, he looks great, and just the the physical traits and the technical ability that he's shown just absolutely insane. Uh, I want to give shout outs real quick as we wrap up. Thank you so much for your time, Darius. Shout out Isaac Walker, first silverware for the club, you know, with the Golden Wars. Hopefully on our way out of here, you can take us to, I want to see the belt. If it's, if it's, it better be prominently displayed. <laughs> it's either here or it's at his house. Yeah, I mean, it it might be at his place. We'll find out. Uh, shout out to uh, great decision you guys made at the Sportsplex, which was to move the fans from the west side, the east side to the west side bleachers. Way better being able to be behind the benches and see the game. It's a little shadier over there on some days. And the chirping, the whoop whoop yeah. that we do at the opposing <laughs> managers is it gets in their head every time. Yeah. And I love it. They always try, like, you always see the opposing managers, they get out of the box and the, the Charlotte uh, Crown Legacy fans are going whoop 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 <laughs> and, and getting them. And like, they try to ignore it, they try to ignore it, they try to ignore it. And then finally, they like have to, like, they make eye contact. And like, oh, yeah, I, lo- I love that the fans are in the shape. That's my favorite part the supporters being behind the bench. I think that just adds a, def- a different dynamic. 100%. Um, you know, more so supporter feel. So we, we appreciate it. Love that you're making that you adjustments along the way and like seeing what works and what needs to be changed. That was a great midseason change you guys made. Uh, and then when can we buy some Crown Legacy shirts? Like, come on. Like, I, I, someone, I have a great friend, Greg Franco, friend of the show. He's a, one of our great TFOs, Elevation Jones. Has a Kalina goalie kit, and then he, like, custom-made and put, like, a Crown Legacy, like, style crest on it. He, like, has a bootlegged, homemade Crown Legacy shirt. When can we buy these shirts? Oh, well, I'll just I'll start off by saying I love the creativity a lot of people, <laughs> how creative people have gotten yeah. with Crown Legacy yeah, gear. The goalie kit into the Crown exactly. Legacy. Exactly. No, that, that's fantastic. Um, no, that, that's something that's that's a big priority for us, you know, heading into uh, heading into next year to make sure we have more Crown Legacy FC merchandise available. I think that this year we ran into some challenges and um, just from a, from a fanatic standpoint and third party standpoint in terms of buying and, and what it will look like. But now that we've had a full year under our belt, uh, we kind of know what to expect and that the fans are clamoring for it. I, I have I have reason to go and push for it even more. Yeah. So I think the first um, printing will sell out for sure. Yeah, <laughs> if somebody catches Danny around town with a Crown Legacy kit <laughs> and it says Barnes twenty three <laughs> on the back, just know he took it <laughs> off the wall here in the it's office. A, it's a broken glass in it, right? <laughs> yeah, man, I, I have to tell you, thanks so much for doing this, inviting us by. It, it's it's been an awesome conversation. Get to getting to know you a little bit, talking about your career, um, a life in soccer, man. That's pretty freaking cool, <laughs> right? I yeah. mean. Could you can you pinch yourself sometimes? You know, thinking back to yourself as a kid playing the game, many years later, family man, and your professional life now is is still in soccer. That must be rewarding. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a it's a passion passion for me. I wake yeah. up every day and don't feel like I come to work, and so every day is different. And you know, even even the tough days and challenging days, you know, it's you know we're not it's not it's not rocket science, right? And we're just trying to continue to to grow the game and, and grow this club, and so. Um, like I said, this is a passion of mine. Love the love this club. Love the love the sport. Love this league. And you know, we're just all on the on a path and on a journey to to make it better. A path to trophies, right? That's it. At, that's at, it. at the end of the day, right? The organization doesn't have any trophies, and that's no knock against the organization, right? It's a, it's it's a it's a young organization, but yeah. let's go get they're, one. They're, why not? Right? Trophy, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, that's trophy right. Hunt. They have a cool, cool format in Next Pro, which is the no, the number one seed gets a buy, and then the number two and three get to pick their opponents. Right? Yep. That's kind of yeah. I, I know we're we're in position for the buy, and we should hold it, but it'd be kind of funny to be in one of those spots. It'd be kind of fun to be like, ah, we want you guys. You know, I, I think that's yeah. going to add a little bit of a chip on the shoulder in, in when those Next Pro playoffs. Yeah. Well, even if I mean, hopefully, I mean, that's what we're we're pushing for. Obviously, we've we've locked in playoffs, but mm-hmm. there's still a lot left to achieve. Trying to. You know, get the number one spot and um, be able to get the first round by, and you know, even 
after that, you're still able to, to select your opponent. Oh, you get to pick even the second. Okay, cool. Yeah. Even, good. So that Fantastic. could be out. Yeah, let's yeah. go. And then we still want you. going for the number one overall <laughs> yeah. seed as well. So, yeah. Yeah. No, if we're in a position Playing to help the MLS yeah. next Pro Cup, that would be fantastic for the city. Thanks again for your time. No, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Cheers.